Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is episode 38. Today is part two of our conversation with Gord and Chun about how technology has affected the church. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and take a listen to that right now. It's already available. And today we're going to be building on top of how technology connects us, some of the dangers and pitfalls, and how it can affect us as we listen to other people's stories. Let's do this. To open it up a little mm-hmm. bit more broadly, I think technology offers convenience, but a lot of the time, convenience is the bane of discipline. Like Batman Bane, <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, it it um, yes. it causes like laziness. And, yeah, um, I know personally for me, I think with more and more technology, the more and more I am. Not to not to say that I would reject technology and become like a a no. hill man in, <laughs> in in the wild, uh, but Camel I'm just saying. Amish yeah, focus. I've noticed in my in my own journey that the more convenient things are, the less disciplined I am. Mm, that's a good point. And it's just mm. like, oh, I don't need to be disciplined in my devotions because ah, I can just read it on my phone whenever I want, mm. or in a less spiritual way, even when I travel, I've noticed when I'm concerned about capturing moments mm-hmm. uh, to share with others online, I enjoy things less. Mm. And when I Interesting. and when I put that all away, don't look at my phone and just um, sit and enjoy like God's creation in nature. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, and I find. It's so easy to be distracted these days in terms of where your your mind goes. I mean, you look at people on the subway, everybody's looking on their phone, and I'm like that too. Sure. Instagram is like living vicariously through other people, right? I sure. don't even need to live my life anymore because I'm living through other people. Or like I need to show people that I'm living my life mm. through doing these things, but am I actually enjoying it? Are these the things that I want to do? Are these the places I want to go? Or like, you know, I think... Technology definitely has is a tool, but it brings a lot of struggles with it too. Sure, yeah, discernment and responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, people saw technology as making life easier, mm-hmm. but they didn't realize how it could affect a person. I think the opposite is true too. With technology, people tend to be trying to do more. We can type things up on a computer and just print things off, and we can email them out, or you know, we can send an instant message, or we can make a video and such like that. But it seems like even though technology was conceptualized as making life easier or allowing us to do like different things, it's actually on one side caused some people to be less disciplined. And on the other side, it's just made some people workaholics because they're always connected mm-hmm. and they're always involved and they're always. And even, you know, I think there's a danger of that in ministry, too, where we can easily be connected with our congregation all the time. You know, is that healthy? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I can totally admit. Like I I at times I feel like I need to take Sabbath rest from from social media. Well, at least you two I know follow, follow me, but it's just like I, I do too. Okay, we just, we just don't notice. <laughs> like, like, like there you go, there you go. We're, we're, we're connect we're, we're connected that way. Yeah. But like I'll post things and then um or I'll look at other people's posts and I'm like, as a pastor, I'm like. There, there's this almost like oh I need to be involved more here or I, mm. I'm not involved enough there or. There's just an anxiety that that it causes within you. So, but but at the same time, it, it's 
it's like a, a tool that I, I will use to engage people and it's, it's been helpful. So it's just like, there is this discernment and responsibility and even like, I don't know, kind of like we're talking about, how are we going to use it? What's the philosophy behind it? What, how do we, how do we engage it in a, in a, in a way that, that follows in footsteps of Christ? I would mm-hmm. say in a contextual way, because let's be, let's be frank. Scripture doesn't talk about tech specifically, but there's like you were saying, Gord, there's instances that you can contextualize some of the stuff that they're talking about. How do we engage newer things that are coming out and avenues, mediums of how, how we, how we're using them. This discernment pieces, I think is pretty, pretty key. And kind of going back to what John was saying, as we were talking, I was thinking about Henry now and, and he, how he had described, we often think about the ministry of presence mm-hmm. and which is kind of like tech tech kind of creates that presence or mm-hmm. allow us to uh, invite us to into this presence or at least we think we're we're present. Right. But now one talks about like the ministry of absence. And what does it mean to be absent in a space where, you know, God is actually doing something instead of us being so physically present. And I, like I wonder if like that's kind of part of the the sermon and and how do you how do you struggle through it? How do you kind of figure it out like that absent present piece um with tech? And I don't know if that's a question we can answer, but it's just like, as I was, as we were talking, this is kind of what, what was coming to mind. It's some deep stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Henry Nowen, man. Yeah, that's no, that's the dude. That's we go true. deep on this podcast. That's good. Like 5% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I did want to ask a little bit about your opinion about how you view culture. It's more prevalent that there are new mediums in which to share our lives and share stories. With that, you know, the culture is kind of moving into a more video culture and less of a, you know, textual culture. You know, some have observed that there has been a shift in how, you know, generations are engaging with the gospel and community. It, it's not only about the ways in which we engage with one another, but it's the ways in which we learn as well, yeah. it's right? The, it's a cultural engagement as yeah. a whole. It's a different paradigm. It's a different discipline to be able to grow and to learn through, you know, community and through the things that we're learning. And yet it's as easy right now to go to YouTube and look up a YouTube clip as it is to be able to pick up a book, or maybe it's even much harder to pick up a book these days and to read and spend time to digest it. But there's been such a shift toward more of an instant culture, Hmm. you know, these sound bites, memeable, memeable, tweetable, all of that stuff. And even when people share stories, like it's easy to get inspired by something and you're like, yes, but not realizing that, oh, this might be a story that's been like curated or, mm-hmm. or, or shown from a specific perspective Everything or a certain curated. angle. Yeah, it's very curated. What are your thoughts about this type of culture in which we live in? Let's say from our professional lives, right? Making uh, video production, making videos for businesses and whatnot. Their approach is not just, oh, you watched a really good video. Like, and that's the thing. It always, for them, uh, as a as a business, it always translates to dollars. Mm. You know, how can I get you from watching this and you really enjoying that to you clicking using our products, using our services sure. or not, right? I think in some way or another, we, we can, not saying we, we have to, but churches can uh, see this as a tool and it's a matter of methods. Like ultimately, it's a leadership issue where where do we want to take this person who saw that soundbite, saw that, hashtag mm-hmm. to where we want them to be and it's not just a matter of like oh uh the end goal is to listen to a sermon sure you know but this is a question of discipleship you know how do we continue to develop that person mm. right over time and so 
maybe all this in the future is that all these sound bites, kind of very instant, superficial stuff, we can see that as a, a window to something. For so these are this is for guests. Our target market is for guests, right? But for Christians who are uh, maybe developed, seasoned, we see them as leaders. We see them as like, how can you use this as a tool for others? But for yourself, how are you, how are you developing yourself, right? And I think that maybe maybe going back to the question for me is like, I spend a lot of time now uh, online, but mm-hmm. this is my professional work to my church work online and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on my time alone, right? On my time away from this level, this type of work, what am I doing to develop my myself? Sure, right? And I think that's a question not just because I'm a pastor of a church, that's for every Christian out there. It's like, if we're using this as like, hey, you know, like I heard that sermon, a friend can really use that. But then for yourself, is that all you're going to be doing? Or can I, can I do something else? Can I uh, work on my disciplines? Can I, like what Chun said, you know, go to the park and spend time alone and connect to God that way, right? Mm. Like it's creating that healthy diet, you know, per se. Sure. So you can't, you can't be living like completely opposite, like mm-hmm. Amish and say, you know, we're going to disconnect from everything completely because well, you can, you can, but well, yeah, you, <laughs> can. you can, sure. You can. It's like Ron Swanson. In our <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't know. I took the question a little bit more, uh, in the direction of observations on culture. Yeah, um, I know from it. my work, there's so much content out there. My role is actually called content creator. Like I create content mm-hmm. to be put online. And I think, one observation has been like things have been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm. People's attention spans are getting shorter. Mm. People expect to receive something in a very short amount of time. And um, in some ways they, they hope to be experts in a very short amount of time. Mm. I'm like that too. We're, we want information to be packaged and delivered to us in a, in a, sensational way kind of thing if it's not then we don't care so there's often the danger of not diving deep enough and thinking that you know enough about that topic Mm. and i'm very guilty of that um having like reading so much news and like uh, and consuming so much content myself but how much do i actually know about this i mean i read one wikipedia article on it right or like uh i watched one john oliver like <laughs> tv show on it you know like how much do i actually know about it and we're relying so much on other people to curate and to deliver that information for us and in a presentable way which is like very short so how much can we know you know mm-hmm. and i think in a way similar to that technology forces us to experience less and accept the experiences of others as our own kind of thing. That's good. In in a similar way of what I was talking about, like, you know, when you just put down your phone and just experience yeah. yourself, you receive so much more because it's your experience, right? Versus online, like, I don't even need to visit the Taj Mahal because I have a 360 view, Google, Google <laughs> Earth of it, right? Right. Um, or, like, I don't need to know and understand how someone is struggling with depression and really relate with somebody who is actually going through those things because I can read an article on it, you know, and now suddenly I'm the expert, but that's not the case. I think, I mean, even in, in like assembling Ikea furniture, right. I was like, I don't know how to do this myself. So I'm going to watch a YouTube video on how to do it. And then I'm just going to do it instead of just like going through the tough stuff yourself and figuring it out and they're like oh shoot i've missed it like, <laughs> i messed up this this furniture and i'm i'm not saying technology is bad i'm not saying like again 
I'm not saying be a Ron Swanson, but I think there's also that danger. It's that balance, right? It's like exactly what Gord was saying. Like it's a healthy diet. It's like, what can I consume and what am I consuming? It's like, am I eating fried chicken all the time? Or, you know, um, or am I cooking for myself? You sure. know, am I going out to eat all the time? Or, you know, am I creating my own stories? I, th- I think just t- tacking on to what Gord said before about incarnation, that I think once technology stops you from being a presence and, and, and kind of like what Chun was saying, like about actually experiencing things as humans. Like I, I just built a basketball net for my, my son for his birthday recently, but I knew there, I read the reviews and they were like, Oh, th- this thing, if you don't follow some of it, it the, the instructions are not as clear. So I was like, I went online and, and went on YouTube and it helped me. But I also made sure I double checked on both sides with the written stuff and with the online stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, I find that if it's not that kind of like supportive enhancing thing that allows you to actually be present and experience those things, I think, yeah, like there, we should always be trying to be aware of the, the dangers of stuff. Just sure. like, um, you know, like what, what Tim Keller would say, like good things can become idols. Yeah. Most definitely. Right. Like there's, but it's just, if I want to be present with people and I want to disciple people and reach out to people. But if the, I feel if, if the process is just, let me just use this tool and it's, it's just, it's going to solve the problems. I, I'm not sure I, I personally would go that way, but if it enhances and helps and, and I'm being more discerning about these things and it's actually helping me to engage people in very human, human ways, I will use it. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that that's kind of what I'm kind of getting from this conversation. It's good to, to think about this because the first thing is you just, you just assume it all. Just, yeah, there's technologies. There's no, no problem with it. But then on the right. other side, there's other people who are demonizing. No, 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 no. Te- technology. <laughs> and then we need to be a church that's a fortress against anything of, of the world. But yet, honestly, we're human beings who help create it. And we're part sure. of the image of God in that way. And there's always going to be a possibility for sin, yeah. temptation, and all of that. How it could be used, how it could be manipulated. This is yeah. like a Black Mirror episode, right? Oh, Just, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Technology is not the issue. It's yeah. the way people use it. That's the mm. issue, right? Yeah. But I think what you're saying too is, is very interesting because the, the topic we're talking about, even if it's like sharing stories through video or connecting through online, is it produces this illusion mm-hmm. of connectivity. It's connectivity. Artificial reality. Yeah, it's an artificial reality that. <laughs> it's all a deck. Sure. That, that can lead people to uh, settle for what it offers without being a conduit, without being yeah, a funnel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I completely hear what you guys are saying that there are dangers about it, but it is about that discernment. It is about the leadership. It is how it's being used and about recognizing what you even said, Chun, is like not to live vicariously through other people's experiences and just to take things at face value, but to like, like you know, how are we actually transformed how we how do we grow through this you know my last thought is kind of piggybacking what you said chun about like when people are like capturing the moment you miss the moment itself Mm -hmm. but i wonder if like that reality is actually like hinting at a deeper yearning and a deeper desire for people that you actually want to live it out but you you because we're stuck in this culture we get so sapped into it like how many people have missed a parade because they were filming the parade itself? <laughs> how many have right. seen, you know, your kid's birthday through the lens of a phone? I know like I have. And then it's just not until recently I'm like, why am I like seeing all of reality, like my son's graduation through a phone? Like 
I'm missing the whole thing. Sure. But then that also kind of pushes people into a place where like, they're like, what, what is my life about? Is it about these moments that I'm trying to capture? Is it really like living it out? Um, and as, as you were talking, like it reminded me of like, there's a, uh, I guess a nunnery uh, at like Bayview and Cummer uh, called Sisterhood of St. Joe's. And every like new year, they would host this kind of like welcome anybody can join us in this quiet, silent uh, New Year's. And, and I wonder if some of these stories that are like attracting people because it, it really disrupts this kind of this full and technological technological culture and, and kind of busy culture. It's just kind of like reframing that deeper yearning to be present. And I wonder if like kind of some of what you just said, like it's really painting to that. And it's not to say like, I'm not saying tech is bad. I'm just saying like a part of it is like, it, it also reveals that the deeper yearning of humanity. Ah. What's that movie with Ben Stiller? Is it something Smitty? He goes on adventure. I think it's the adventures of Walter. Yeah. The adventure. Yeah. The movie, the adventures of Walter Smitty. Yeah. There's a scene where, you know, Ben Stiller comes across uh, the photographer Sean Penn and uh, he's like professional like journalist photographer uh-huh. and he's famous for taking a lot of incredible shots for the the column and stuff like that there's one moment where you know like Ben Stiller crosses Sean Penn and he's like oh I found you and he's like hey what are you doing and he's taking like a, a picture like waiting for this animal to appear this mysterious animal it's like some type of tiger or whatever like you know albino or something like that and then as he's about to click the photo like hit the shutter on the camera he stops like sometimes i don't take it because he wants to enjoy the moment yeah. oh you mean like because yeah. because the thing is as if this is your work you're constantly on the camera you're, you're, you're the guy hiding behind the camera <laughs> but for him to practice presence he decided not to take that photo and miss it because he that photo could have made his career huge because he could have shared it to the world mm. but he decidedly not to because he wanted to be present and enjoy it that's a cool example. And I was like, really awesome. This is a fascinating conversation. I'm sure it could go on and on, but we're going to wrap it up. One final thing we often do on our podcast is do our takeaway box. So I'm going to let our guests do our takeaway box. What would you offer our listeners in terms of one final thing to think about as they finish off this episode? Going back to this whole leadership conversation is, I think it's healthy for every church to, to continuously see that, you know, can I use technology, right, to reach out to my target audience, mm. right? And can we use technology, like what Jesus would do, to be in the presence of people, you know, where they don't, they don't have access to, where mm. they can't come in presence or whatever like that? And I think it's, what I've been learning is like, oh, do you have to have a lot of budget? Do you have to have the size to accommodate stuff like this? And it can be as simple as opening an Instagram account. It can be as simple as, you know, even the, the whole uh, online church portal, it's, it's free. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, Life Church in Oklahoma, they produce the YouVersion Bible app. They, they give it away for free because they want people to have access to it, mm-hmm. right? But I think the struggle with all this is like now that we're in it and we're putting time, investments, resources, people, let's not miss out the point of what we're trying to uh, reach people to, uh, mm. which is Jesus. And what, is, what does that look like, you know? Is it just watching online or do we actually want them to be in human experiences and in true community? I think don't, don't be afraid of it. I think do research, uh, look into it, but it's, it's that healthy balance and diet that we're talking about. I don't mm-hmm. think you have to, right? I mean, if your target audience are not on the web, sure, right? But the fact that they're on the web, that's something we need to consider. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, similar to what along the lines that we've been talking about. I think our God is a relational God, and I think to be in relationship, you often have to be present. Yeah. <laughs> I've read so many things, or I've been told so many times about, like, you know, the keys to a successful marriage or keys to a successful parenthood. It's just being present. You know, 90% is just being there. Technology, like, can be a, a tool to get there, exactly what Gord is saying, to to help connect you. But I think in terms of discernment and discipline, I think it really depends on your heart to mm. whether you are present in that moment or not. Whether you are going to online church or whether you're going to a physical church or whether experiencing things in daily life, you know, like my encouragement would be to experience God yourself, you know, yeah. like don't find out about God through someone else or like through a tool, you know, like God wants to reach out to you personally. Mm. And what does that look like? That's up to you. That's a good word. All right, you have been listening to the Canadian Agent Missional Podcast. Hey, what did you think about today's conversation? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us through Facebook, Twitter, email, and Instagram. Connect with us. Let us know your thoughts. If you haven't done so already, please remember to review and to rate and to share this podcast. It really helps us to continue to reach more people with this conversation. And it's been great to see how people have been wrestling with these topics and continually seeing their life and their faith and their own ministries challenged and and encouraged by the conversations we've been having. So once again, you've been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and we hope you'll join us on this journey. See you next time. Peace.